0: Thank you, Rick. And that's be turning again to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. We'll begin tonight in verse 27. Same passage of scripture that we zeroed in uh, on this uh, morning. I uh, want to look at a different aspect of this passage of scripture as a follow up. Uh, some important things that we need to remember as a church. Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Would you stand as the scriptures read, please? Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which to them is a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation, and that from God. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here is in me. Let's pray together, please. Father, thank you for your word. We thank you for our church and the business that you've given to us through the year of Reaching Souls. We ask that you would bless us with what we need. We ask for direction. We ask for protection, Father. And we ask for strength to do the work as the body of Christ. Show us uh, what we need to be. Show us what we need to do. And Father, we ask that throughout the week you remind us of who we belong to. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. This morning we spoke, of course, of let your conduct be worthy of the gospel, presenting a lifestyle that's worthy of the gospel, compatible, appropriate, that becomes it, if you want to put it that way, or that would not distract from its message. Paul further compared this in Colossians to taking off the shabby clothes of the old man of sin and putting on the new man which is renewed in the image of Christ Jesus. In other words we don't need to look like the old person that has been crucified and risen into the new person. The old man of sin is dead. We don't need to look like that anymore. He said we need to look like Jesus Christ. He even gave us some specifics and some characteristics of Jesus Christ. So we've Taken off the old man, we have put on the new man, now we're properly dressed, what now? You ever heard the saying, well, all dressed up and nowhere to go? Well, we're all dressed up, but we've got plenty of places to go, and we've got plenty to do. This passage of scripture, after he says, let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, he says this, that I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Several things he mentions here. First of all, the necessity of cooperation, that you stand fast in one spirit. Some English translations translate that you stand firm. Quite literally, it's a military term to stand your ground against opposition. Now, you might ask, now, what opposition could Bristol Baptist Church have? Well, we think about this county, think about North Louisiana, South Arkansas. We think about the community. And it may be pretty obvious we don't have a lot of enemies when it comes to looking around in the community. But we do have an enemy. And that enemy would try to stop what we're doing in reaching souls for Christ. That enemy, of course, is Satan. That enemy is very displeased when young people come up to be baptized and when young people are saved through the Iwana program and through the youth program and when people come up during the invitation. The enemy is quite upset. Satan would really like to stop what we're doing. And to do that, there are several different things that we need to stand against. First of all, he seeks to discourage us. We need to stand firm against discouragement. And sometimes discouragement takes a little bit different form in in its laziness. Now, these are not the people I need to be talking to because you're on Sunday night. Sometimes we need to watch out because sometimes the ones who care the most are the ones who get discouraged because things are happening like perhaps we're praying for them to happen in the church sometimes we think why are we not growing why is this and why that and so people who really care usually can get discouraged and satan would attempt to discourage us or he'll attempt to distract us with some little mind or something doesn't mean anything whether it's in our personal life or in in politics or whatever he'll try to distract us so we're not looking at the business at hand or maybe even to deceive us Or watch this, sometimes he would seek to divide us. And he says, I need you, I need to make sure that I'm hearing about you, that you're standing firm, standing fast, holding your ground. And the world is against what we're doing here. And there are some individuals that just absolutely are incensed at church. They just absolutely spend their life being mad at church and church people. So we, as a church, looking at the opposition we have from spiritual places and, of course, from the powers of evil, need to stand firm. John Phillips, Bible scholar, tells the story in looking at this passage of Scripture of back in the days when people had big families because they had big farms. They had big farms, so he'd have all these kids to help work on the farm. This man had a lot of sons, but there's a problem with the family farm because the sons just weren't getting along. They were squabbling to the point where work wasn't getting done and the family business was suffering. The bottom line, they were losing money because work wasn't getting done. So he called all his sons together, and he called the biggest, strongest, oldest boy. And he gave him a, a cane, a bamboo cane. He said, see if you can break that. Of course, he snapped it right in two. And he gave him two of them, break this, snapped it right in two, but not as easy. Gave him three of them, then four of them, then five of them. And then he couldn't budge five of them. He couldn't break them. Little bamboo canes, not even bigger than his finger, couldn't snap them. Why? Because they were together. They were together. Now, taking one at a time, we're easy picking. But if we stand fast, and that's what the church is all about, to help us stand fast, then we won't be broken as easy. So the necessity of cooperation is to stand firm. But also, he says, that you are striving together for the faith of the gospel. And that's quite interesting in this perfect timing here. This word striving together in the original Greek is an athletic term. It means we need to be playing as a team. Playing as a team. And you know what I was watching on TV a while ago right before I came over here? Football. I was watching and it occurred to me, even even as I was looking at this but before, when you get a football team out, how many different kind of players that you have? You have the quarterback, and a lot of times all the eyes are on the quarterback. He's nimble. He's fast. But then you have these guys in front of him. They're not nimble. They're big. And I look at these guys, and I don't know if you ever noticed, some of them don't look athletic at all. I watched one walk off the field before he was trotting off the field, and I don't know why his shirt had come pulled up. I don't think he's his belly would fit in the shirt. I mean, he was big. It didn't look like there were many muscles on him, but he was a heavy man. He was effective, though. Why? Because he had a set of, of skills to protect that little nimble guy behind him. But then you've got the guys out there that can run and catch a ball. They, I don't know if they could throw if they had to, but they could catch the ball. Now, any one of those could not get the job done, and they can only get the job done and move the ball down the field if everybody's playing their role. Now, we could say, well, sure, that's easy to understand. That's a no-brainer. Well, no, it's not a no-brainer because there, there are times where this absolutely doesn't seem to sink in. All you have to do is go to a high school or junior high basketball game. And you know what happens a lot of times? As soon as one player gets the ball in his hand, you know who's hollering up in the stands, and you know what they're saying: shoot, shoot, and and the and the young man, the young lady, they're not shooting. Well, I've seen it happen: shoot, shoot. Well, he passes the ball, and of course the parent, the uncle, the fan. Oh, they're just they just can't understand why didn't they shoot? Well, perhaps that player's job is not to shoot. Well, how can that be? The basket's there; you got to shoot. Well. Some players can't shoot well as other players, but they can pass or they can block out. They can set the screen. But now the people in the stands don't seem to understand this. They think that the player's open and he needs to be shooting that ball. But you realize everybody has to play as a team and everybody has to do their part. And that's what the Apostle Paul was saying, that you strive together. You work together. Together, you play as a team. Even if you don't have the same role, everybody's role is important. I guarantee you, you, you let that quarterback start disrespecting those linemen, they could make his life really hard, couldn't they? He, he's not throwing any balls if they don't do their job. Everybody's important. Not everybody is up in public, but everybody's important. Everybody is important. And it says you strive together for the faith of the gospel. The faith of the gospel was a term that was used that denoted the whole set of teachings and the gospel message. In other words, we're striving together to get the message out. We get the message out through preaching. We get the message out through missionary activities. We get the message out through Sunday school. We get the message out through youth department and through Awana. We get the message out, of course, through our everyday lives because the Apostle Paul said, you are the letter written so others can read it. And our job is to get the message out in a lot of different ways. And we all have a role in getting that message out. And the Apostle Paul said, we need to play as a team. So now we have the necessity of cooperation, and now we have the supremacy of confidence. He said this, not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them proof of perdition, but to you of salvation. Terrified of your adversaries. As I mentioned before, we have some adversaries. In my personal life, I have adversaries. Laziness, discouragement, We've all been there before. You know what terrified means? It means to bolt out of control like a runaway horse. Oh, here's one that sometimes terrifies us. Anybody have a problem with worry every now and then? Mm-hmm. That's an adversary. It can drain us of energy that we could be using for other things. And you see, we, we should not be terrified of our adversaries. And yes, we do have uh, adversaries sometimes in our personal life. Of course, what he's talking about is other people. He says, don't be terrified by your adversaries, which to them or on their part is proof of perdition. What does that mean? Well, perdition means lostness. And when people attack Christians, and when people attack the church, and when people attack Christ, it's because they're lost. It's just proof of their lostness. Why are they attacking the church? Why are they attacking Christians? It's because they're lost. It's proof that they're lost. And we need to understand lost people are going to attack God. Because lost people away from God don't want authority. That's the whole job of presenting the gospel to them. So the adversaries in the human form, when they attack, we need to just realize they're attacking because that's what lost people do. It's just proof that they're lost. And who loves the lost? Jesus Christ. Who did he send to reach the lost? Us. So now we realize it's a whole different different nature of the attacks. When the attacks come, we have to understand this is part of the business of being a Christian. It's part of the business of being a church. We're here with the message of salvation to a world that's lost and sometimes lost people. That's how they're going to act. Don't be terrified about that. But he said, and the attacks, proof of their lostness, but proof that you belong to Christ. Why are they attacking you? Because they can't see God, but they can see you. So they're going to attack you. They're going to attack me. They're going to attack the church because we're the ones they can see. So that just shows us I must be doing something right because they're attacking me as a spokesman of God. And, of course, he says that's evidence of who you belong to. So we have the supremacy of confidence that together, even though we have adversaries, I like what one, one scholar put it, uh, I believe is, is Barclay. He said, collective, calm, courage. We can have that because we're standing together. And when we stand together, there's more courage, there's more calmness. And then, of course, we have comfort in our suffering. For you, it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in his name, but also to suffer for his sake. It's important for us to be together because suffering's coming. Suffering comes for the sake of Christ. Suffering comes because we live in a broken world. Suffering comes because there's disease and death. Suffering comes because of our human condition. All we have to do is live long enough and we'll have suffering. Suffering is much more bearable when we are together as the family of God. Suffering is much more purposeful when we are in the family of God. And part of what we do as a church, as a church, one of our roles is to help bear one another's burdens and to ease the pain of suffering in one way or another. So we understand Paul is saying a lot here, isn't he? He says we're all dressed up, looking like Jesus. Now we got a lot to do. We have a lot to do. We have places to go. And we have a Savior to represent to the best of our ability as we go throughout our week. Is there anything before we close?